0: Thank you for listening to the Walk on the Podcast. This is not our normal intro because we started recording with some new equipment that goes in and out the whole time. You'll hear (laughs) us mention it, but by the end, we record like the last 30 minutes of video, no problem. So
1: the audio is fine the whole time. The
0: audio is fine the whole time. The video is in and out. But you might, if you watch on YouTube, you might see video and then just see like a blank screen of just like a random color and then video again. We'll be back. So multiple times, kind of a surprise, but just wanted to give that disclaimer (laughs) now to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. (laughs) I'm Brooke. This is the third time we've done this intro. Today we're going to talk about hurt and loneliness. The Walk in Love podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I as we talk about emotions, (laughs) rhythms, marriage, parenting, faith. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry. As we try to find language to live a joy-filled life. And the reason I'm talking so fast is because this is the third time I've read it. So I'm well-versed in it um, because we're trying some new equipment, which...
1: Although, it, you accidentally...
0: So first, what happened was we were recording to my computer, which is standard. But then when we realized the quality was low, so I went to adjust it, turned off my computer in the process, which accidentally. is... Accidentally. Accidentally. So now we're just recording straight to the camera. And then we're like, oh, we're recording to this new camp.
1: It's the red recording. light
0: was off, so we're like, okay, what's going on there? So now we're back to the camera and the audio. If if we lose video halfway through, we're, we're, gonna just, keep we're going to keep going. <clears throat> All that to say, in 2023, we we're sponsoring our own episodes, giving you ways to support the podcast if this podcast has added any value to your life and relationships. <laughs> and today's sponsor is Instagram Subscriptions, which we just changed the price to $4.99 a month. Mm-hmm. You cancel at any time. And what Instagram Subscriptions gets you is extra content from Brooke and I, subscriber only Q and A's, one day early access to collections, the biggest discount we'll give on those collections as well as any other things that we release. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a great way to support the podcast because since it's a new feature on Instagram, they're giving all of that money to the creator or to the person you're subscribing to. Um, so that's just yeah. a really nice way. And $5 is less than what we we think everything that Starbucks sells.
1: Except maybe like a hot, hot black coffee. Yeah. Not recording, but we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Okay. We at least got a freeze frame, right? Yeah, we got we a got, thumbnail.
0: Yep. We got a thumbnail. We got so. a
1: thumbnail. So the YouTube's going to go into a color as we talk about yes. the rest of this. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't really quite know what's going on, but we'll figure it out next week because we're going to just keep going. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the Instagram description is a great way for you to support the podcast. So go to Instagram on the app. Click on our name. It'll be on our homepage.
1: Yeah. So Profile? Profile page yeah, do you remember when facebook was brand new yes and they like added the feed no is that what they called it not the feed the it news wasn't even feed. called a feed news feed is or that what the, it was called
0: no because all you could do on facebook when i because i'm a year old a few years older than you yeah when i first signed up for facebook you yes had, one you had year, to have a college email college email address
1: So I did that in 2005. And you could
0: post your class schedule, your name, your age, maybe like a few like things you liked Mm -hmm. and then your class schedule.
1: Yes. To figure out who was going to be in your classes. That was it. Yes. And
0: you could poke people.
1: Very weird. How do you jump from, hey, I want to know who's in my class to I'm going to poke somebody.
0: I think they knew like, oh, this is going to be the way people flirt and communicate. And so it was just like, okay, this uh, the poke was a flirt hundred percent.
1: Hmm. Right. I guess. I think no, so. I don't know.
0: We'll, uh, we'll do a poll next week. Maybe, maybe to subscribers only. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm so thrown off. Do you want to have a song of the week or, or no? Yes, I do. I do. The tech is really frustrating to me. It hurts me.
1: It make you feel lonely. <laughs> it
0: sounds like you're lonely.
1: He's lonely.
0: Um, of my sound bars are working, so I feel like I Sound bites. Sound bites. My language <laughs> your, isn't working. Your words aren't Here's working. Here's my song of the week. It's by half alive. <laughs> Just deal with it. <laughs> New new song on the Song of the Week playlist. Links in the show notes. Whatever.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever is a sign of apathy. Yeah. And apathy means you act. We, we're going to talk about that.
0: Okay. Anyways. Ugh.
1: Shake it up. It, okay.
0: it is so frustrating to me sometimes when this stuff happens.
1: Why do you think it, it bothers you so much versus like, oh, man, that's annoying. That's frustrating. And like, oh, I'll figure it out then.
0: Because like, it should just work. Like, so,
1: so you have an assumption. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that like, is an I assumption just hit, with a camera. Hit the,
0: hit the record button, right? And I should just like, why would it start? Why would it just shut off? Why would that be a feature
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I want it off? Maybe people I will,
1: have exploding cameras when I want it think, off. We don't want that to I, happen.
0: You know, like imagine if our phone video did that, where I was like, I'm gonna take a video. Oh, six seconds in, it decided it's over. That's right. fun. I didn't decide you were done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun that you decided you were done and it's like you know like you know there's all this you know like i have footage of my dad holding the camcorder you know and running from one place in the cross-country meet to the other because he didn't hit the off button and so i think it's like <laughs> we're going to prevent people from like recording things they don't need but it's digital
1: yeah it if shouldn't have, matter if, if i, I want a th- two-hour video let me have a two-hour yeah video. and
0: if i have a clip i don't want
1: i'll throw it away i'll
0: throw it away it's digital i'll
1: drag it to the trash can so why does it, it shut off years.
0: i just hit it again i'm gonna I'm timing it in my head um, how long it goes. Maybe mm. it's like a four-minute clip. But again, why would it be a four-minute <laughs> clip? I think that's why it frustrates me because it's like...
1: It just doesn't seem to make sense.
0: And then it's like, okay, well, then I have to look up a YouTube video, unlock all these settings to like just to have my camera record. Like, anyways, <laughs> strong feelings. And I didn't know I was doing a strong feelings say, but there it is.
1: They're on fire today. Oh, man. Unlike our camera, because it'll shut off before it lights into flames. So we, which did. I do
0: appreciate, but also like, why are you inventing a camera that will burst into flames <laughs> if it records a forty-minute video or an hour-long yeah. video? Right. My phone doesn't do that. Right. But my phone also doesn't look as nice as this camera. Right. Or it looks. too I think nice.
1: usually it's because the battery gets too hot when you go for a long time. But here's the thing: we don't have a battery in. We have it. Dr- oh, it's off. We have it directly plugged in. <laughs> Anyway, sorry guys, you're along for this, but <laughs> so, how was your week? My week was good. Um, we've had visitors all week, right? Mm-hmm. Were they here last Thursday? No, they arrived last. No, they were here last Thursday. Yeah. They were already here.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. They, they had 10 days here.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think we talked about them last week, but we had friends visiting, um, somebody I've known a long time. She and her husband came to celebrate, which was their 15 Yep. Yeah, so they wedding anniversary so it was really fun um it was fun i say this lovingly but like because they left their kids behind i'm not saying it wouldn't have been fun if they had brought their kids it would have been a different version of fun
0: well but that
1: was like i just never expected to spend like kind of one-on-one no kid time yeah with them at this stage of life it's, so it was like kind of a and honestly
0: like sweet treat i don't know if we ever even like had them over for dinner when we lived a block away from him in pennsylvania
1: Mm, no they would they came to like a cookout once and i know it's one of those things where yeah. you're like the quantity over quality thing like yeah. i see you we got on- both i see you on the street i see you at halloween like i see you around but that's great. very different than
0: great visitors and out. we've had this is our second group of visitors that are like just came as a couple mm-hmm. and for us that's super easy because like we don't have to worry about kids and beds and nap times and all that kind of stuff like all when we're already worrying about that stuff so it's really easy Mm -hmm. family bring your children when you come visit i'm not saying that it's just different yeah like my family when you come visit bring your kids um or don't (laughs) or don't (laughs) It's both are an option um so uh the one thing that happened this week so because when we have visitors you get to sort of vicariously live through them we don't go on all their adventures because you know we have jobs and things and school and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but uh brooks friend calista was has always loved sea turtles mm-hmm. and so she got to swim with a bunch which was super fun for her and i think she was sort of downplaying it. i think it was actually like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me sorry right. evan um but <laughs> you know so that was super cool we gave him the gopro <laughs> so i got a ton of footage of it um but then one night they were like you know they, everyone asks us what should we do and and so because we've had visitors throughout the year and a half we have lived here we always ask our visitors what was the highlight of your trip what was the mount rushmore of your trip?" And so we've kind of like mm-hmm. figured out this list of like, okay, everyone seems to put that on, everyone seems to put that on, et cetera, et cetera. So we always give those as options. And mm-hmm. one of the things that people always love is going up to Haleakala, 10,000 feet.
1: To the summit. Mountain yeah.
0: on the island of Maui. And it really is like magical. It is really You know, cool. like uh, I think it makes you feel a lot of things when you see the sunset over the clouds and when you're that high and it's cold, but you were at the beach this in the morning, it was hot, and like, there's just like <laughs> there's something extremely magical about it. And so we always just say, like it's not for everyone because it is kind of a long drive, and you know, some people can get car sick, but we just say, like people always seem to like that. Mm-hmm. So they decided they looked at the weather. they're like, okay, we're gonna go on this day. You kind of have to leave early to get there with the sunset. And so they left, and we like kind of were just doing our normal life thing. Well, we
1: I was really watching the weather. And so I had looked it up and because they had three nights that they could go. And I actually looked it up and I was like, oh, you need to go tonight because the other two night options for you are actually showing rain. So today's weather, while it looks cloudy, is the best, which forced them to leave a little bit in a hurry. Yep. And so
0: So they're, they're like, that's
1: what? why half of this matters. They were we just get? like, oh, get in the car. Go. Yeah. We need dinner. Quick, let's order dinner somewhere. And I was like, well, you're going to kind of pass some restaurants over by Target. Like, why don't you just pick up a salad or something? from over there.
0: So there's a place on Maui called Fork and Salad, delicious place. Mm-hmm. And so we told him that. So they ordered ahead and they picked it up and then they start driving up. And I think about like 4,000 feet, they realized, oh, the gas is low. Yeah. Or he said he, he looked at the gas and it looked fine. But I think that there are some gas t- tank computer systems that are like sort of predictive. But mm-hmm. if you're driving up a mountain using a lot of gas, they start to think, oh, if you keep driving this way, you're going to run out of gas super quickly. Yeah. And so I think they adjust accordingly. I might be wrong. But... Well,
1: well so, he was looking at the miles to empty feature.
0: Yeah. So, but it went it, it went it from like a lot to just changed. like, it just dropped, which I think is part of that feature. I think they would have been fine. I think they would have been fine. So yeah. they start to get nervous because there's no gas stations up, you know, where they were at this point, no gas stations up to the top. They start to get nervous. We're going to have to call Brooke and TJ... From 10,000 feet and say, hey, we ran out of gas. Can you, can you come? come get us? Can you come get us? <laughs>
1: Two-hour drive. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and they're like,
0: we, we will not be those guests. Yeah. Um, and so about 6,500 feet, they decide to stop. Great view of the sunset. Yeah, there's Still, like all sorts of lookouts yeah.
1: you can pull off to. and you Because know.
0: they're so, so worried about, um, you know, run, running of gas. And so <laughs> they pull over. Pull the over, first to their beautiful lookout. place, lookout And then they... Let's eat here, you know. And yep. so they open their salads. They open, they they start taking salads. And there's no forks.
1: <laughs> no forks were given to them. Not
0: a single fork. So, which is funny because the restaurant they ordered from is called Fork and Salad.
1: <laughs> not
0: salad only.
1: No forks, just salad. <laughs> so, so what do they do? So. They're, hungry. <laughs> They're hungry. They have a beautiful sunset to watch. It's romantic. <laughs> They're alone at this point.
0: So they start eating their salads with their bare hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they consume their salads with just their hands. She's like, I had two wet wipes that I was like, all right, we each get one when we're done. And by the time they finished their hand salads, (laughs) other people were showing up. And she was like, praise the Lord, we finished them in time. Like, can you imagine? Oh, honey, let's pull off here. You pull off. There's a... Young-looking couple just, like, consuming salads with their hands like it's normal.
0: So good.
1: I laughed about that for, like, two days.
0: Yeah, so nothing like a good hand salad to uh, really ignite the romance of a (laughs) 15-year wedding anniversary.
1: (laughs) And I even know, I know what salads they got, and their dressings were, like, creamy and thick, delicious. But it wasn't like a, I don't know, I don't know what, I I guess, like, a a vinaigrette or something wouldn't be as, like... (laughs) If you're gonna eat
0: a salad, I know it's still weird, but it's aunt. not like
1: a green goddess slathered everywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing, and it's so good. So,
0: <laughs> I just love the image of like, hey, we're gonna go on this trip with our kids, without our kids, and it's like you know that that immediately makes everything easier. Like yeah. food is easier, sleeping is easier, traveling is easier, and so mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah it's like it's gonna be this romantic thing <laughs> you're sitting on in the back of a mini <laughs> salad with your hand
1: it's good uh, they'll never forget it they'll
0: never forget it. i will never forget it they bought forks to leave in the van for us <laughs> like disposable forks so our week was mostly centered around having visitors and mm-hmm. then just like again our uh the word of the year for me is activate and i had a sound bite to use but my computer is now shut off so i won't use it um but so I've just been really focused on like, what can I do to help move the ball down the field for our business goals and our personal goals and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've been not working more, just working more purposefully yeah. and less just like clicking around kind of, what should I do today type thing. So that's yeah. been really encouraging to me to feel that. And uh, yeah, that was kind of my whole week. I also, uh, maybe it broke one of my toes.
1: Oh, we had Sonny's birthday party. Sonny's birthday party. Wow. That was great.
0: Birthday corner.
1: And then a couple days later, had her birthday corner. That was this week. She's five. She's five, which is is kind of mind-blowing.
0: And one thing that you said this week as we were texting people photos was like, Sunny to me will always be three because that's the year that we moved here. A version. I said a version of her will
1: always be three in my heart because that's the age when we moved here. Because I had, t- had texted the photos to Ian and Bianca and they responded like, because Sunny had five fingers up yep. in the photo, like, put two fingers down, you're still three. And it was them saying that and sending like crying emojis over her, sweet little photo yeah. that, I, that made me realize and sort of acknowledge like, oh yeah, like three, her three is really burned into my mind yeah m- more than other ages because that's when we moved here. That's when
0: our lives really changed. yeah, yeah. So-
1: it's just, yeah. It was
0: real sweet. She had some friends over. She had two nine-year-olds nine at her birthday party because those are her neighborhood buddies. Um, And we made fairy potion and fairy <laughs> wands. And yeah. so <clears throat> there's a story. So Brooke, so Brooke, so okay, Sunny Sunny so asked for a fairy party.
1: Yes. So I started, of course, Googling, Pinteresting, like, all the ideas for a fairy party. And I just put them all on one board, not because I'm going to do all of them. I just only want to do this researching once. Yeah. So I compile everything that I maybe might want to remember or a version of or whatever, and I keep it all there. And the one thing that I pinned more than once was like those sensory glitter bottles where you fill the bottles with like water, a ton of glitter, Some extra beads and things if you want like that. And then a a lot of corn syrup or something that's like clear and going to slow it down, almost like a lava lamp kind of a motion. And I was like, that's great. I have all those things except the bottles. Like that'll be easy. It's something they can all make and customize at the party. Um, But they'll love it. They'll just love the glitter stuff. So I needed Voss water bottles. That was the main one suggested because of the size and the size of the cap. On the top, it was the easiest to like glue into place and all these things. Yep. So So
0: we look at Target. We can't find them. We look at the grocery store. We can't find them. Brooke looks up on Walmart because we have one of those here. And they they have one case in stock as well as single bottles. Yeah.
1: And I was like, okay, cool.
0: So she sends me on this mission to Walmart. I, I didn't realize that I had such strong feelings about Walmart until this trip. I've always... I've never been a big fan. Not like...
1: Wally World, it's not for you, is it?
0: Not, and it's nothing like, oh, Walmart's the devil. Like, oh, yeah, wah, wah, yeah. It's just like, I don't like the vibe in there. I feel like everything's just, <laughs> I feel like they just dump boxes out on the floor and what? like, yeah, people will buy this. Yeah. Well, and people it just, will. <laughs> and it just feels very like cluttered and like a little claustrophobic. Like yeah. the aisles feel smaller the aisles and they're all narrow, taller and they're taller. And yes, so, like, than Target, I just, I I'm just not a fan. Like, that's okay. You know, that's just, that's just the, the position I've taken uh in my life but i'm willing for my daughter's birthday to go yeah. into walmart and i've shopped there before it's not like i'm a, a like it's not like i'm ever like nah, never go to walmart i just would prefer target it's just a little bit cleaner nicer the aisles are sh- spread out more mm-hmm. i think it's that i think i'm just like ah. i know
1: you're physically like tensing your body like it's closing in yeah. on you the aisles and are... i'm not claustrophobic
0: no you're not just, oh, i don't yeah, know are you maybe i am
1: that's fine
0: let's find out let's go to a cave uh so i go to walmart and I'm like brooks like they have a case of voss water bottles and then they have singles so if you can't find the case buy a bunch of singles so mm-hmm. i go in i i also made the not the mistake but i took june and sunny along they wanted to spend some of their money so we're in the toil
1: so now the mission to walmart is now two part two part girls want to spend their money and, and i need, need these a voss list of water things, bottles and which some makes corn syrup. Harder.
0: so they pick out their things There's some drama there as always, but that's part of the learning process. Um, (laughs) And we go to the water bottle aisle. And so I'm looking and looking and I I can't find a case. I see all the cases of normal water bottles. I look and look, I can't find it. And then I'm like, okay, maybe this fancy water, because Voss is like a fancy water brand. Maybe it's on a different aisle. Maybe there's like a fancy water bottle aisle. So walk around. At (laughs) at at Walmart, Walmart, that's where
1: your brain's at. (laughs) Ah, they keep the fancy water somewhere else. You know so, what?
0: <laughs> so I walk down to the fancy water bottle aisle. Turns out it doesn't exist. You're right. No one works in that store. Um, so, to be helpful, to, period. Oh, just period. <laughs> okay. I can't find a single employee. Uh, ask a few ladies in a blue shirt if they can help me. They say, I don't work here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I scare one of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so then I go back to the normal water bottle aisle. We've left fancy land. we've gone back to Normalville, and I see. and so I'm like, "All right, this is what Brooke wants," and it's like, "So you
1: do? You buy them? You put them in your cart?" I buy fourteen of them, which is one way more than I needed, but it's okay.
0: But I was just like, "I just want to make sure that you have more than you need." Yes. (laughs) But I'm like, "This is weird that Brooke wants this because they're like eighteen inches tall."
1: I think they were eight hundred (laughs) and fifty milliliters,
0: and they're like. You know, one is like Voss water with collagen, Voss water with vitamin D, Voss water with whatever. And like, so the bottles aren't even clear, they're purple. The they're, lids
1: are enormous.
0: <laughs> I don't have my phone because my phone's turned off at this point. And I just, I'm like, all right, here we are. So I spent like $70 <laughs> on Voss water. Bottles.
1: You came back from that trip, and Abby. <laughs> or nanny, whatever she is, can, help, can vouch. You walked through the door after that trip. Like you had just been pushed out of a bus. I and was then frazzled. $70 was taken from you. I
0: was frazzled.
1: Which you don't you don't get that way often. <laughs> it was you was so came heavy. Through and I was like, are you okay? You're like, no, I'm not. I'm not okay.
0: Never going to Walmart again. <laughs> so Brooke's like, well, these are too big. I can't use them. And I'm like, well, those are the singles. said <laughs> they did not have a
1: case. Get singles. <laughs> and then the corn syrup, <laughs> the syrup was like with a hint of vanilla. So it wasn't clear. It was all colored. And I was like, okay, can't use that. I mean, I guess I will if they have nothing else. But
0: Stressful. Like I'm sweating just thinking about it right now, yeah. man. So I have a large this is bag the of Walmart This is the returns. episode we need video for. Ah. <laughs> but so we do the birthday. Party goes great. And then we're doing the birthday corner. And Brooke wants... Because it's fairy themed. Brooke wants to make these mushrooms out of cardboard.
1: Yeah. I was like, what could I make that? We'll go-
0: and then she's like, how can I stand these up? And I said, I know.
1: <laughs> So we taped the I cardboard mushrooms. I got 40 pounds of moss water. 40 inches tall. It only took one bottle to hold each mushroom up.
0: Those things are never falling down. So the uh, bo- the Voss water came in clutch. I actually clutch.
1: have a video of it because I sent it to Bianca and I said, Voss water coming in clutch. So I'll post it to subscribers so you can see the giant bottles. I'm going to
0: drink every single one of those bottles.
1: Oh, I'm not going
0: back to return them? No, they're mine forever. Okay. We're going to make an ultimate sensory thing. Oh, I'll
1: make that. For the kids. I just didn't. That's so much <laughs> glitter and corn syrup for the friends that I was like, they cannot all fill one of these. It's <laughs> going to be like an $18 bottle by the time they walk away. I'm not okay with that. And it's not, it's even not clear. in the budget. It's not even clear. They're no, it's not tinted. clear. They're, all the bottles are tinted. Oh, man. So,
0: but birthday party went well. I mentioned I almost broke my toe. I smashed it on a rock at Twin Falls. Mm. So that's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. We had, uh,
1: we had a nice full week. Yeah, we did.
0: Um, and part of that week was reading the next few chapters in the voice of the heart, Mm -hmm. which we did. We read and slash listened to them. Yeah. And so I think what I, what I liked about last week in terms of our episode is like, what were your two big takeaways or like, or like, what was your main takeaway? And then what was my main takeaway? And we'll kind of see where that conversation leads
1: us. So we're starting with chapter three, which is hurt, right? Yes. What? Um, (laughs) First sentence, life is hard and life hurts. (laughs) Yep. Um, Solid point. Solid point, solid point, Chip. Um, Yeah, so rereading and listening to this chapter, um, the few things that kind of stood out to me this time around, which is like, this is any good book. It's any good book that has like constant evergreen truth in it. When you read or reread in different seasons, different things stand out, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool and helpful. And I think shows like, Oh, the first time I read this, this stood out to me because that's where I was at. And that's where my hurts were. And that's where my season was. And then you read it the next time. And that's not what stands out because you've made, hopefully maybe worked through some of those things. So what stood out to me this time was, um, these are my words and they're a version of his words, but they're my words. Um, the very thing that heals us, which is relationship is also the thing so often that hurts us. Yeah. Often relationships hurt us.
0: Right.
1: However, they play a huge part in our healing. But it's scary. It's scary yeah. to jump back into, and I'm not saying like the exact same relationship with the exact same person. I'm not being that specific. I'm like big picture the word relationships. Um, That is something I've had to learn that like I can find a lot of healing through other relationships and not in like a, hey, heal me way, right. but just in like a, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to help you walk through this. Um, and not being so afraid of risking any relationship that, that you just stay in your hurt. So that was one thing Mm -hmm. that, that just stood out to me like, okay, keep being in relationship with people yeah, because there is a lot of healing power there, even though sometimes They are the cause of the hurt. Yeah. And I feel like don't don't take my relationship dominoes off the table. Right. Because they're uncomfortable or they hurt sometimes, because that actually leads to more hurt. Just a total wiping the table clean of those dominoes.
0: And I feel like we have a lot of cultural moments happening right now where that's the case. Like everybody who's deconstructed their faith, Mm -hmm. it hasn't helped their faith. Like you, right. you haven't met a single person who's like, yeah, I'm deconstructing my faith. And now they are a stronger, more fervent follower of Jesus. Mm. And that's really sad because like what they're doing is saying, oh, the church hurt me or a pastor hurt me or a friend that was a Christian hurt me. And so anybody in that realm is going to hurt me. I'm going to start questioning everything about that realm. yeah, And then they totally walk away and it's super sad. Um, but we do that on, a on we do that to institutions, but we also, some of us do that to our family or to our friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I noticed that but the main thing that like, it's interesting because I've, I've read it before, obviously. And so I find myself just re-highlighting what I've already read. Mm. Um,
1: are you about to jump into the main, are we about to say the same thing? I have one more thing to say okay, if you're about ahead. to get into. So then the other thing I wrote down that stood out to me this time is that in healthy relationships, we need to allow the other person to feel their hurt. Because we care about them, love them, want the best for them, and whatever. And I can admit now, I, I don't think in the past I would have been like, I deny that statement about me. I just think I right. genuinely didn't know that about myself. That like, it is hard for me, as most of us probably, to watch somebody else hurt. Yeah. And so I would be like, please don't do that because now I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I would minimize, or not even minimize, just never acknowledge yeah. someone Close to me, truly hurting, whether because of me or not. Yeah, I would just be like, Mm-mm, "That feels hard for me," so I'm yeah. going to need you to not hurt so openly yeah. or whatever.
0: What we do with our kids. Like our kids have a you know breakdown in a in a aisle at Target or Walmart, even worse. <laughs> and uh, you know, we're just like, "Stop!"
1: You right. Know. That 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 sort of like I, just just stop.
0: Yeah, you can't do that right now. Which and and is, I think there are times and places where they can't do that, like. You know, like that's obviously there's guardrails like to, to life. Stop but having like, those emotions. But if you tell them to stop having those emotions over and over and over again, I think it takes a kid twenty one times. Studies so say if you if a kid hears something twenty one times, they'll start to believe it. Wow. And that's not very many times. And mm-hmm. so if you're often saying, Stop, you're not upset or you're not sad or you're not hurt, like
1: Mm. I think they learn to distrust themselves. 21 times later, they're now feeling... Oh, I guess okay, I'm not hurt. I, guess I'm I not must hurt. be and something else or again, it must not matter. Yeah.
0: Back to that house analogy, they're closing off the walls. There's no windows in that room. Mm. And so they're just suppressing it over and over and over again. So yeah. um, w- one of the things that I loved this time around reading it um, was... And I'm going to read kind of a long part because I highlighted one part of this the first time and then I highlighted more the second time. Yeah. Um, But I think it goes really well with what we talked about last week in terms of like the house. Again, I just love the the visual of like, what's the house look like that I'm building around my heart? Mm -hmm. Is it, does it have windows and doors? Is it just basically a prison? Is it a safe? Like, what does it look like? And how am I, Recon. Am, how am I allowing God, and how am I doing the work to to reconstruct that house in a way that allows me to live a full life? Mm-hmm. Like you know, the path analogy is good too. How am I cutting through the the, the thicket to get back to the the the, the, yeah. r- the road to full life? And I actually, before I get into this, I wanted to add something to that because we were thinking like, okay. <clears throat> It's hard to go from the path well traveled mm-hmm. to the road to full life. So, here is what I was visualizing this week mm-hmm. it's like the path well traveled is l- low, and then the path to full life is like up a hill. So, not only are you cutting through branches and you're weeds, climbing up. you're actually climbing. And that's why it's so much easier to just land Slide back down, back on the path well traveled. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, how is a way. It's a way that I can visualize because it's so helpful for me to do that. Mm -hmm. That like it's easy. It's easy to just land back here, and it's like, oh well, I fell down the hill, you know, and I rolled down, and here here I am. And And it's like like, I I don't want to climb back up. So yeah. Anyway, if 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 you're if you're wondering, if you're still thinking about that, like I am. (laughs) Okay, so this is from page forty-eight, page forty-four. Um, (laughs) I think I just had a stroke. Cameras don't work. Um, They will. They will. They
1: will, and let it go. They're going to be great. It's going to be great.
0: It's fine. Maybe I have to go buy something at Walmart to fix them.
1: (laughs) No, there's no way it's in stock. My nightmare.
0: When you admit that life has gotten to you with words and deeds. Sorry, let me start over. When you admit that life has gotten to you with words and deeds, you take a daring and courageous step. For in this admission of hurt, you also expose your wish for healing. Mm -hmm. To admit heart hurt is to begin to hope for a heart solution, not just the relief of symptoms. This hope a search for for a way through the pain begins dismantling the walls of, of a defended life because in hoping and courageously risking, you have a new experience that validate your hope. Risking healing leads to new experiences, deeper relationships, making hope something to trust. New experiences then replace old experiences, provi- proving hope to be true. This hope, when it leads to healing, helps tear down the walls of a defended heart. And so it's like when we... Admit that we're hurting and we Mm. admit that like, hey, I need, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt it. Like admitting, you know, admitting is like half the battle. Like I need to admit that I'm disorganized. Okay. That means that I need to take a step forward. And Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot of just like, if if literally someone just admits there's a problem, they are already on the road to find a solution. A jillion times more
1: likely to actually solve it by admitting here's where I'm at. It's
0: like, you know, when you're like, admit I need to lose weight. Like you now
1: are more likely, are to, more do likely
0: so. to do so. And yeah. so...
1: Well, uh, he talks about in the book, the example of like, it, it's on us to own it and admit it. And we, we we can do that for our physical pain so easily. We go to a doctor yeah. and they say, hey, tell me what's going on. And with, with no issue at all, my shoulder hurts, my yeah. this happened, here's what led to my foot injury. I like stepped on we, a
0: rock and it smashed my toe.
1: Right. We... We share all that openly and we feel no shame in like, here's how I got from here to there and here's what really hurts. Now help me. And then emotionally, we don't, we we don't, if if some emotional doctor, if you will, sat down, which is maybe what our spouses are kindly trying to do, you know, maybe we should ask that doctor question, where does it hurt? Yeah, Like, cause then it's like, oh, I know right where.
0: Yeah. What feeling, what feeling is it, et cetera. And so I just love that line, this hope when it leads to healing helps tear down the walls of a defended heart. And so we were talking about those structures last week. Mm. And so like admitting her can either be like a sledgehammer, like, you know, I need to tear down this wall or yeah. it can be like, a, you know, like a hammer and a, you know, like a drill, like, oh, I just need to reorganize this, like this window was drilled shut. Mm-hmm. And so I'm admitting to her, I'm gonna take out the screws that drilled it shut and I'm gonna open it up and talk about it and let those feelings out because it's when we suppress them over and over again, that we just like, that becomes the default. Mm-hmm. And then again, mm-hmm. we're back on the well-worn path. And so like, I just, again, I was just like, man, this is such helpful language to me to be like, and they're like Brooke and I had an intense conversation this week and we were open about like, well, I was hurt because you said this and I mm-hmm. was, you know? And so like for us, it's just been so helpful to be like, we want intimacy. We don't want a relationship that where we're just gradually, just kind of becoming roommates. Mm -hmm. We want to stay in an intimate relationship together for all the days of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, like we need to have access to each other's hearts and those structures that we build prevent that access. And so like admitting hurt is like, and some of us need a sledgehammer, like some of us have not admitted any hurt Mm -hmm. and we're living in sort of like low power screensaver mode because we've suppressed all of our actual uh, feelings. And then some of us, it's like, we're pretty good at it, Mm -hmm. but there are times where we board that window back up and we just need the back half of the hammer to like, kind of undo (laughs) those nails. (laughs) uh, And we need that reminder. And so like, you know, it's always nice for Brooke and I, when we can remind each other gently of that, like, Hey, you're kind of, you're gone. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah, And
1: he, I think his phrase, his words are, cause I wrote this down. He calls that like what I would call like low power screensaver. I know it looks different for every personality and everybody, but that's my word of like, yeah, I'm not here right now. Yeah. um, And not even in like, I'm not doing this. I'm not here right now. Like, uh, what's that called when you silent treatment? Not like that. Um, but just like, uh, I'm not here. Whoo, She's gone. Yeah. Like he calls that sort of just like leaving your heart. That we are so detached from mm. what's happening and what we're feeling that we've left our hearts. And so he's there was one line that I wrote down in leaving our hearts, we leave behind full life. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Cause how do you feel or live or do any of those full things if you're not in it, if you're not in your heart feeling yeah, and, all the things? And
0: I think we've all been in seasons of that. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I, and it, but it takes active work. Which is again why we talk about all this helpful language on the podcast, because this is the kind of stuff that has helped us be active in that work. Like yeah. we're not just set it and forget it, like our relationship is on autopilot. As long as we have a date night once a month, we're good right. to go. You know, like it takes <laughs> conversations and sometimes not very fun conversations, but yeah, in the end, they allow for a deeper intimacy. Yeah. Um, that that honestly like was my biggest takeaway. Like just yeah. like again this hope when it's healing when it leads to healing helps tear down the walls of a defended heart like mm. that was just like i i couldn't shake that after i read it and so like for me like i read the lonely chapter and i listened to it and it's like i, I don't know i i i guess a question i have for you is <clears throat> when when reading both back to back was Hurt there lonely was there one that you were like oh this resonates with me i need to I need to work on this more or uh, like maybe I suppress this feeling a little bit more than the other because we, we obviously feel both of them. Like right, we feel right. all eight of them. Um, but what was your like, cause, cause I felt like I, you I connected more with hurt 100%, this time. than hundred percent and probably last time too. Like even if you just look through the, the highlighted. highlighted version, yeah. hurt is definitely way more highlighted, which I don't know. Maybe that's like a defense mechanism that like actually maybe lonely is where it stings a little bit more. And I was just like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. But- Am I going to
1: highlight any of this? No. I don't know. Um, it, it. I didn't feel like one jumped more. I felt like both jumped. I, I'm grateful that I actually felt like with the lonely one, I felt like, which I'll get into in a minute, like, oh, I've, I've made, I've called it what it is and I've made some steps in progress there, which I thought was cool, which I'm going to say in a second.
0: Like I... <laughs> What I, like what I feel like is I don't I don't know if I ever really feel that lonely.
1: Yeah, I would I would beg to differ that you do. Okay, but that you fill it with something else. That's a fair point. Yeah, my last thing in the hurt section that I wanted to talk about because I remember when you read this to me the first time you read this book and we was I was like, whoa, never thought of that. <laughs> like total moment. So Ugh. yeah, he's talking about how within hurt, um, there's resentment. Right, and so yeah. we often attempt to avoid the truth and vulnerability of hurt by hiding it, denying it, or dying from it. Um, so that, so like, that's resentment. And then he's giving this example. Um, this is the which I am going to read because I just feel like, man, I feel like this is so many spouses. Uh, arguments or it starts this way or not even spouses. I could just say family relationships, close friends. Do you know what I'm about to read? And I think I do. Yeah. yeah. So this is, I'm going to read like two paragraphs here. He says, um, consider the following example of the complexity of hurt and resentment. My spouse finally asks me what's wrong. I respond in a clear tone. Nothing. This nothing exposes the nursing of a grudge that was hurt but has now become a spear of resentment. More clearly, the truth of what's going on inside of me is that my wife asks what's wrong. I lie and say nothing. Mm -hmm. I seek, this is what's in yellow and pink. (laughs) I seek to punish her by making her beg for relationship with me because I so despise the admission of my own hurt. I want her to figure it out. I want her to do the work. I want her to heal me. Which she is neither able to do nor responsible for doing—that's God's business. In this instant, resentment has turned into a case against the person whom I have, who whom I have implicated as having wronged me, and I'm just like, man, like I, I wouldn't say that's me and you anymore by any means.
0: Oh yeah, but everyone's like, we still do that. I
1: mean, to some, to degree, some degree, but a degree, I'm like much
0: healthier degree. That but. to
1: me, that's like a mic drop moment of, of yeah. an example 100%. of just like, Oh, that, that's Even true. just
0: you reading I'm like, Oh, I do do
1: that still. Right. And I were, probably will for, for all hurt. of my
0: life, you know, like honestly, if in I'm being some honest, degrees, but like, some degree, yeah
1: be amazing if you got to the point where you did it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But like we, so many of us do that. And like hurt is the chair behind in that. Yeah. But we don't sit in that. Mm-hmm. We just go, no, I'm mad. You didn't notice sooner. I'm mad. You didn't say right. anything. I'm la And it's like, that is not on that person. You know, yeah, I just like that was the only other thing I highlighted in the hurt and I was like, man,
0: which that, that actually is such like,
1: a solid example of what it can look like yeah and how hurt can go from like a, the, the chairway behind of hurt to like let's move up into the more surfacy chairs and what does it look like when you're actually hurt it can look like that yeah,
0: a hundred percent and so it, it's interesting that you read this because my mind went back to the the chapter of just called the eight feelings mm. And, and you could kind of put this, th- he, his example is anxiety, Okay. Um, where he's talking about like, and I'll read this, depression is not a feeling, question mark. These are questions that he gets all the time about this sort of framework. Mm. No, depression is not a feeling, though people use it as one. It's a physiological state that also has feelings in it. Beyond mm. phys- physiology, depression often involves the depressing of feelings, especially anger. Oftentimes exposing and expressing the feelings of the heart alleviates depression, Blue, pleased, upset, happy, nervous—all of these are descriptions of feelings, but they are not feeling themse- Feelings themselves. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, likewise, is not a feeling. In fact, depression and anxiety are often symptoms of avoiding true feelings, especially anger and fear. So, mm-hmm. to use those words is to distance ourselves from our own hearts, which is essentially like oh, what's wrong. Nothing. Most of the I'm time, I'm upset. Yeah.
1: Like most of the time, when I'm anxious, it's because I'm actually fearful of something yeah what if in the future i'm afraid that blah 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 like it, it almost always stems back to that
0: and so that's why like again like this book has been so impactful to us because it's allowed us to get to the root it's allowed us get, to get to the primary color or the seven notes or whatever it is i don't know how many notes eight, eight notes, eight on, notes a scale? on a scale mm-hmm. um quickly and then we just like experience a deeper richer relationship because of it and so like the reason we want to have all this language is because our kids are going to need to learn all of this. Mm. Like, and they will set up their own defense mechanisms. They'll build their own structures around their wall, around their hearts. Some of them will be like, you know, you know, certain like a, uh, strengthened with rebar and concrete Mm. and some (laughs) of them will just be plywood. And it's like, and it'll be different for different kids and different, like Sunny can access anger like that. (laughs) No problem. And so like, we have a lot of talks about why you're angry and what's like, and what yeah. that anger is coming from juni can feel hurt very easily yeah and so like but she often doesn't get angry and so like is some of her hurt actually tied to anger and like you know again it's just like these are well, all connected. i think a
1: lot of sunny's anger is tied to hurt and so <laughs> these
0: are all connected and we want the language to be able to like hopefully help our kids develop healthy uh, the hel- a healthy relationship with their own hearts mm-hmm. and their own emotions so that they can have healthy relationships with others because As the saying goes, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And so we don't want our kids to be hurt people. They will to some degree. We are all to some degree. Yeah. But if we can find language that is helpful, we can move past that hurt and actually enter intimacy with others and with God, which again takes us from that well worn path up the hill through the thicket
1: to to the full life.
0: To the full life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So switching to chapter four, which is lonely.
0: Lonely. What is that from?
1: <laughs> That's the Brian Regan bit from oh, way back yeah. when he's. I walked the, on the moon. When the guy's talking yeah. about hearing the whales. Yeah. And then he, after all that time, he realized it's just the door creaking on his boat. And so the other guy on the boat's like, he's lonely. lonely. Um, so s- my notes for this chapter were. I have no
0: chapters for lonely. I've never been lonely in my
1: life. <laughs> you mean you have no <laughs> notes? No notes. Um, I wrote down loneliness is three parts. And so it is, it's a relationship with self relationship with others and relationship with God. And that's, that might be my biggest takeaway is that I, like, I just was like, Oh, I'm lonely. And when I would say that or cry about that, I think I meant in relationship with others. Right. And I never good. knew or admitted or whatever. I think some of it was, I just didn't know that it's like a piece of a pie And like I'm lonely and maybe it's the relationship with God or the I'm so detached from my heart myself that like it's in my actually in my relationship with myself that Mm. I actually feel the most loneliness. I'm so detached from who I am and where I'm at and what's going on. Um, Not in my heart. Uh, you know, speaking for myself for a lot of years, which I know is heavily tied into like not having my voice fully. Uh I know that that's all connected and I can't just be like, I don't know why I felt like that. Like I a hundred percent know why I felt like that. I felt like I couldn't talk and that I wasn't heard. And then that got internalized and all the things. And so when I think about being lonely now, I'm so happy that I see the full picture Mm. and that I'm aiming for all three pieces of that pie and trying to figure out what it, where I might really be feeling it instead of just putting everything onto like, I need more friends or I need better friends. I think,
0: I think most people with loneliness think like, oh, it's other people. And I, and yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a third you know, of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if we were splitting it evenly, <laughs> right. and I don't even know if, it, and I don't you know could. if it's an even, I don't split, know, but you know. let's pretend that it is because for the sake like, of the example,
0: if you like, you know, people need other people in their lives. Like yeah. We, we find out who we are, relationship Mm. and so yeah like yeah but i I often default i was just joking about i'm never lonely that's not true it's it's made up (laughs) um but when i am lonely i find myself just being like not that i like want to go and have a guy's hang although those are fun Mm -hmm. and helpful for loneliness i just want to like get past all the bullcrap
1: Mm. Like that's that's in in relationship, in, in with, relationship others? with others. Like mm.
0: I want, and that's why like I appreciate integrated so much because it's like people walk through that door and they're like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's L- talk like, about like it. let's yeah. get into it. And there's real issues and real problems and real solutions and real conversation. Yeah, and not even just like in the lessons, but like in the little sidebars and conversations and like you know, like Brad Ellis from Ellis Custom Creations has become a great friend because of integrated and like. I know that I can text him or voice memo him or call him and just be like, hey man, this stinks right now. Do you yeah. have any advice? And it's like... And I mean, he'll actually give it. And I think <laughs> what I feel lonely is when I'm in communication with people who have so much bull crap before <laughs> the real stuff or ne- we never get to the real stuff. And so that's why... Yeah. Uh, that's when I feel like lonely. Like, man, I've hung out with a bunch of people a bunch of times no lately. No one's really talking no to me really about anything. No one's really anything or- that matters. And not that like... The little things don't matter, but no one's like, you know, like we're all just going to act like everything's okay. Even though I know that's not, I know something's not okay with you. And I know something's not okay with you because I've heard it through your wives telling my wife and like, you know, it's like,
1: (laughs) or even just, you've heard it in, in sub pockets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And and I definitely think it's harder for men to like get there quickly. Mm. And so, and and this is something that I, and and people have actually complimented me on this, which is nice. It's why I ask questions the way I do, because I, I don't want you know, it's why I'm specific, like, wh- like, Calista and Evan were here, you know, this last night I said, what was your Mount Rushmore of the trip? Not what's your favorite part of the trip? Because they're just gonna list everything that they did. And so yeah. it caused them to make some actual decisions on which what do you I- carve into
1: stone, yeah. which for?
0: And it's like, it's why when I say what's the most exciting thing that's happened to you in the last 30 days is because I don't want to say how you been? Because yeah. everybody for all of time we're good. has are been you? good or busy, or <laughs> it's been okay, <laughs> yeah. or it's been it's been something. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's like, I, I think I feel loneliness the most when and and isn't that doesn't he get into that about like apathy being part of loneliness? Yes, which is
1: the other part I wanted to get is to. It's
0: like when I feel like like when I feel apathetic about my relationships mm-hmm. because I'm just like no like and I, and again I'm I'm not Mr. someone asked me how I'm doing I'm like well you know this this and this and here's what my heart feels and all this kind of stuff like I I don't yeah. get there quickly like so I think people can feel that way towards me as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of when I feel lonely is like when I feel like I'm not fully known and I'm not – people don't think I'm capable of fully knowing them. Yeah. And so that's some of the tension in our relationship at times where Mm -hmm. I'm like, Brooke, tell me what you're really feeling about this because if you don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to help or I don't know what to say or I don't know how to feel. Like, Yeah. um, And so there's an element – I think that's probably the like biggest – biggest like part of loneliness in my life
1: mm. yeah yeah i mean it says god gave us loneliness so that we would seek out relationship and then keeping in mind that that is that's three th- that's three parts maybe not equally split yep. in the pie i don't know but like relationship with others relationship with god and relationship with ourselves and then loneliness is a feeling that speaks to our deep hunger to belong and be known Um, And so under the relationship with self part, what I wrote down was the the concept of struggling in solitude. So I think we often think about, you know,
0: anybody that that struggles with solitude?
1: (laughs) um, Well, not struggle, two part struggles with solitude. That's probably you more so. A little bit. but he's talking about literally struggling in solitude so that we're like okay i need some time to myself i'm gonna go to the spa and it's gonna be magical and you you always joke like and the light shone from the clouds yeah, onto my bible reading and like
0: opened the you know, verse like, i needed
1: <laughs> right this like totally <laughs> like and again not negating any of those things if and when they happen but what he's talking about is like valuing our loneliness through solitude does not necessarily lead to serenity, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I was like, oof, that's what I wrote down this time. So I'm going to read the rest. Sometimes we learn in loneliness to put our sword and shield down and cry our guts out about the battles we've waged and lost, Mm -hmm. dreams and hopes not fulfilled, friends missed, (laughs) intimacy is not honored, opportunities not taken, and struggles with God not seen through, but by struggling in solitude, we eventually rekindle the passion that led us on into the battlefield in the first place. And that I mean made me emotional. Like that is probably something I've worked through more in the last since we moved. Since we moved, yeah. um, is like I remember saying to you one time in a conversation, "I don't have time to cry about that deeply right now," mm-hmm. because I feel like if I go there. I need to set aside, like I need to plan my grieving, my grieving, which is a, I actually listened to a separate podcast on that. And I thought that, man, that's fantastic. Like this man who had lost his whole family in a tragic accident. He was like, I had to do that. I had for my health, mm. for my emotional health. I actually had to plan, hey, I'm going to cry really hard about that in solitude and wail and do all yeah. the things Tuesday night. Like he literally would put it on his calendar so that he would grieve through it protect the rhythm (laughs) exactly (laughs) and then the the next day he could show up for his kids you know or like whoever was in his family i can't remember the whole story but i was just like man that is some serious wisdom and knowledge to know that like in my solitude i'm not just going to read a book and do a puzzle but i need to use that time to cry hard about some things and work through some things so that i can come out the other side um Ready to be with my people and myself and God and all those things. Yeah, I mean, so Jacob, that's what that was my big like highlight. All the things.
0: You know, Jacob wrestled with the Lord, mm. and that's when he changed his name to Israel. Right. Like it's in that wrestling yeah. that that sort of that's what I would call like the the, the structure has been taken down. Mm. The Lord has removed the structure around our heart, and we're wrestling with Him on something deep or life changing or frustrating or like when we're actually just like, I'm mad at you, God, because of this scenario. Why? Like, like we're, we're in that place of just like friction and wrestling. And then that's where the Lord's like, well, Hey, guess what? Like, this is the, this is new. This is the new path I have for you. Mm. And it's often in those like intimacy moments, those secret place moments that like, we feel that like, Oh man, I've I've actually gotten a new vision Mm -hmm. and and it's better Mm. or or not even better in terms of like the outcome. It's just more fulfilling. Like God then just more like full, he maybe. cuts the, you know, all the thickets are all of a sudden moved and we're like, oh, well I can just run to the path of full life mm-hmm. um, because he's made a way. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and a it's good like, description. The, I think there most of those moments, if not all of those moments happen alone with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so there's just such power in that. Like I'm going to wrestle with God in that loneliness. My Mm. dad used to always use that verse as like, wrestling is the only sport in the Bible. That's why you should wrestle. (laughs)
1: Nice recruiting one-on-one. I like that. I like that.
0: Classic Steve. Classic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about how like, there's a difference between (laughs) like demanding, like I'm lonely and I'm going to demand that you fill my loneliness with your relationship. The difference between demanding and expectation. And so I wrote down, God is not demanding. He's expectant. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh, Man, yeah, like, I I hope that in the future, when I'm like, hey, kids and spouses and all your kids, like, you're all invited to our house for Christmas or whatever, like, I I hope that my invite is an expectant one, Mm -hmm. which is like, I'm, and I also wrote down, expectation is a desire to live in a hope, or to live in hope, and yet you have a willingness to hear no. Mm. And so that's expectation and being expectant. And I hope that that's who I continue to be as a parent, but especially as a grandparent when Mm -hmm. like they're out of my house and under my roof, but hopefully still wanting to be under the shade of my tree (laughs) back to last week Mm -hmm. that like I can have an expectant, hopeful posture with a willingness to hear no to how it all goes versus like, uh, no, it's Christmas and y'all are going to be here. Like that's, that's a very different posture.
0: a willingness to hear no, but like hopefully they live in a place where they want to say yes. Oh, 100%. You know, like yes. hopefully Absolutely. we've provided Absolutely. enough shade from our tree that like them coming back for Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, they're like, that is rejuvenating to me. Yes. Like I, I, our family needs that. We need that. Like yes. our marriage needs that. We want to be a place like that. Yeah. And the the way to become a place like that is to know your heart. Mm. And so, like that road, that's the full so life. That
1: coming back feels safe. Yeah, we
0: want our kids, and and honestly, anybody, even like Callista and Evan, we want them to like feel like, man, that was refreshing to our soul and to our marriage and to like, yeah, you know, we're gonna go home and like we're ready to parent, like, like, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what we want to do. And and as families who follow Jesus, that's what we should all desire to do. We should all desire to be this well season tree with mm. tons of shade that anybody specifically our families but anybody like you know it's crazy so we received made emotional one of the nicest compliments i i think i've ever received in my life this week and it was so subtle it was actually said to brooke and not to me but i can't stop thinking about it. so we have neighbors that live across the street.
1: Oh, I was like, you keep pointing out the window. I don't. And, uh, was there a bird? There, it's I don't an remember older, the story.
0: It's an older couple, and they're real sweet. And so, um, June and Sunny were over there petting their dogs the other day, sitting like they were all like. <laughs>
1: I know, look out they were, the window, and <laughs> the girls and the older gentleman are all sitting like in, in, cross-legged Indian on the style, style on or the on the, the driveway, driveway, talking. So sweet.
0: And so, at one point, I think he told you, or I think Mary told you, or I
1: don't know. I walked across the street for something. Yeah, later. and so
0: One of them said, and again, this is through Brooke. Yeah, yeah. he said, "Man, since you guys have moved into this neighborhood, you have brought family and life to to the street." And
1: to which I said, uh, not defensively, but sort of like it was a version of like not wanting to fully on that compliment in some way. I said, "Well, I felt that too. I've wondered because we we've said to each other, like I felt like we lived here a full year." until like we found the kids like yeah. where were they you know months and months ago and so i said i know i feel like it took about a year for us to find everybody and then he said oh no they've come to find you
0: which i just like it makes me weep and so like because i feel like what we want to be again we want to be the house that all the kids can come to in the neighborhood mm-hmm. because we feel safe mm-hmm. and we feel like they're going to be loved and cheered for and like they're now telling me about their cheer recitals and their things that they got going on and like oh, I the competition w- they won first place babe I know <laughs> and uh I I volunteered to be an alternate but I got turned down <laughs> and it's like as as oh. Christian families that's what we should we should desire to be mm. like these big blooming trees with lots of protection and shade yeah. both for our extended family and the generations yeah. to come but also for the people that we just might happen to come by yeah and um, I know
1: trees don't fully work like yeah. this, but it's like I do want to be big and strong like an oak, like something that's just a like huge and massive. Yeah. And then I also want like the lightheartedness of like a willow tree. Mm. So it's like I'm I'm really big and I'm really
0: cross-pollinating.
1: Cross-pollinating. Yeah. But then it's like I hope I bear fruit. Yeah. And I okay. hope I wow. also have flowers. Nice. So that's why I said yeah. real, real trees aren't like all these things. But if you could merge them all into <laughs> yeah. one and take Solid. all the tree metaphors. You'd make a lot of money. But not but the also, thicket
0: that we got to cut through.
1: Right. I don't think there's thorns. And if there are thorns, I hope I take the time to, to trim, prune, yeah. prune them off. Anyway. But
0: honestly, like, you know, thorns protect the fruit. Yeah, they do. They protect the bloom. So, like, there are times where we need to be a little spiky mm. to protect our little,
1: just a little spiky. Yeah.
0: And so, like, it was honestly such a nice, sweet thing that, like, I, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that, that is so encouraging to me that, like, okay, we've, We've we've worked on this kind of stuff. We've asked God to change our hearts and soften our hearts, and like and I and it's working. Mm-hmm. And like we are being sanctified. And I think there's often like language in the Christian world that like you're a wretched sinner for all of time. And I'm and I'm not saying that we're not we, we're not sinners, right? But there's this idea that like you just stay at this level of and trash. God never yeah <laughs> of trash, and God never sanctifies you. To become a to become more like Jesus, mm-hmm. and I think that that happens, and and it's again why I remember this Francis Chan sermon of just like at the end of our Christian walk, we should look more light hearted and joyful and full of love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. We should have more of all of those mm-hmm. because we've walked with Jesus so long, and so like mm-hmm. that compliment to me was just like okay, that this Jesus is working. There's some proof on that tree. He's sanctifying us yeah. and we are becoming more like him. Mm-hmm. Do we have a super long way to go? Absolutely. <laughs> but hopefully by the end of our lives, we're in a better place than we are here. Yeah. Um. And, and again, why we do all this language stuff is because our brain sometimes can't, like, these feelings are hard to talk about. <laughs> Even so, if we know
1: there's only eight of them. And so it's I'm just like, like what, are they again? what am I it feeling? It becomes
0: <laughs> just such, a, and so again, just an encouragement to you, like, to keep asking the Lord to, like, mm-hmm help you become more like jesus because if, and that's a prayer that we pray every night at dinner mm. you know we pray for our food we you know thank him for a few things and then it's like help us be more like you mm-hmm. uh, and if you ask him you will receive and just keep going down that road because eventually you might get a compliment from a man sitting indian style with your daughters that like makes you weep it makes you weep <laughs> and so it might
1: not look like that
0: <laughs> but but it
1: might <laughs> so it's
0: it just like to me that's just like a uh point in the road of like okay this is this work and these hard conversations that we sometimes have and the 15 Mm. minutes at the end of the day and the chair behind and and all this stuff and going to integrate it and like all this stuff is worth it Mm -hmm. and is and and is producing fruit and i want to produce more fruit yes and there's there there can become a point when we shut down and he gets into this and we probably we don't have too much time where he's like maybe we we can backtrack next we shut down and we just we, we become apathetic. I think it's this line yes, right here. Because yes. this is what we don't want. And, right. and and all these conversations that we have and you listening to this podcast and trying to have these conversations with your spouse and your friends, like this is to prevent this from happening. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it says, the degree to which we have put apathy in the place of loneliness is the degree to which we place ourselves as separate from humanity and God. Apathy makes us inhumane, inhuman inhumane inhuman.
0: inhuman inhuman
1: sorry sorry sorry. apathy makes us inhuman because it rejects our emotional and spiritual makeup in the inhumanity of apathy we become like the great white shark wait great white shark that swims the ocean and consumes whatever is in its path it does not care about what it devours it simply takes without regard it does not love or hate it does not care and then next sentence in rediscovering our god made loneliness i wrote that down so many times it's probably in every chapter yeah. he says in our god made anger in our god made yeah. loneliness in our god made and and that is like man i need that like quick perspective like shift of like that's right he did make those things and i ha- i know i don't believe that or i don't live like that or mm-hmm. i think oh it's bad yeah you know <laughs> and so I just, I just love being like, okay, God made these emotions, so I'm going to start there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And so like our encouragement to you this week is like, some of you might like, you know, like I said, I connected with the the hurt thing way more than the loneliness thing. Doesn't mean I don't feel them both, but maybe it feels, maybe it's because I more quickly build structures around the hurt part of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, oh yeah, I, I do do that. I say nothing's wrong over and over again and make you pursue me in a relationship yeah and, and in loneliness it just looks different but yeah it but, does
1: he said it looks like statements like i don't care it doesn't matter I've said that i've said that whatever yep there's plenty of fish in the sea I've what's the difference okay fine that works for me
0: Ooh, i say that a lot
1: but like yeah i mean i don't really care like i, I say too. it's
0: whatever a lot and that's apathetic which mm-hmm. is you know we just got into so again <laughs> this conversation is just really like like To me, this conversation is like, this is worth having these conversations. It's worth reading, finding the language and reading this book to just like be able to have full access to that, Mm -hmm. that life, that full life path. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just like, and to to reorganize, find the sledgehammer for the structures around your heart to reorganize them so that you can be more open and intimate with the people around you and with God and with yourself to live that full life.
1: Yes. Also, <laughs> I just had to burp. I hit
0: record on the video camera at about forty minutes, and it's still going. All of a so sudden, it's still going. I, I don't know what's happening. I
1: don't either. But if you're watching on YouTube, I think it's going to go in and out, in and out, right? Yeah. Can you line all that up, or uh, no?
0: I can line it all up. I think what I'll do now—we <laughs> don't need to talk about this okay. on the podcast—but okay, okay, I have a plan. Okay. Um, but for those of you who are listening, thank you for making us a party week, and thank you for just continuing to listen to the podcast. It just mm. means the world to us. We still give away a free T-shirt or once a week for Mm -hmm. someone who shares about the podcast on their Instagram. Um, And yeah, it means a lot to us when you do that. And we also have an Instagram for the podcast at walking the podcast, where we hopefully share videos when our cameras work (laughs) that you can then reshare if, if, if that's Uh, the way you'd rather share. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Okay. Okay, I I love love you. you. bye.
1: Bye.